Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of A Modern Nonprofit Podcast. I'm Tasha Anderson, I'll be your host today. And today we're gonna talk about my real first love, if I'm being totally honest. I'm a CPA by training and the founder of the charity CFO, I do accounting. But one of the things I really love is marketing, not just marketing for nonprofits, but marketing um, of all businesses. I love the psychology behind what motivates people to, um, you know, get excited or purchase things or or buy things. So anyway, I love having these conversations. And today I brought along somebody that knows way more about marketing than myself, Emily Heck. Emily is the, a fellow founder, uh, used to be formerly working with nonprofits. Emily, you worked with several nonprofit organizations um, as an employee and working with them and lending that expertise. But more recently, you've started your own firm working, um, not exclusively, but with many nonprofit organizations and other small-based businesses that are mission-focused. Emily is the founder of Evergreen Strategic Communications. Like I said, works with marketing. Um, But Emily, you can describe yourself better than me. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background and what led you here. Of course. Um, Thank you so much for um, having me on today. I'm really excited um, to have this conversation. But yeah, I'm the owner and founder of Evergreen Strategic Communications. I started my agency in the fall of 19, 2019. Um, And I started my career many years ago working in nonprofits. And um, when I decided to go out on my own, go out on my own in um, 2019, I decided I really still wanted to stay in that nonprofit space mm-hmm. and um, help nonprofits. They um, are very near and dear to my heart, and um, I, I get the challenges they go through. And, and you know, I'm excited by the things um, that their missions do and kind of change mm-hmm. the world. And um, so, so yeah, that's that is um, how my journey has unfolded. Emily, we could talk so much uh, more specifically about the need for a shared service model for marketing. This is, I have these conversations regularly with, um, you know, with those that are working in the nonprofit space, you know, certainly we do accounting and a shared service model. And I've talked with a a few people that are huge advocates for a shared service model for marketing. Um, And we're going to dive a little bit more into why that might make sense. But you know, I remember having a conversation with a pretty decent sized organization. They were doing about three or $4 million and they had a contract for social media, uh, social media, um, um, kind of agency, you know, they, mm-hmm. they kind of handle all the social media accounts and we were having a conversation one time and she said something, don't specifically quote me, but it was something to the reference of, well, you know, social media doesn't make money. Um, it's just, you know, kind of a cost. And I think that mindset prevents a lot of nonprofits from investing in any sort of digital marketing. Um, so that's definitely something that social media or digital marketing can't raise more money. It's more of an awareness tool, if you would, uh, or if you will. Do you agree or disagree with, with this kind of statement? And why? Um, I disagree with that statement. And mm-hmm. I say that because uh, one of the things that I love doing the most for nonprofits is digital fundraising. Digital fundraising mm-hmm. is um, is very popular right now. I mean, if you mm-hmm. do not have a digital fundraising strategy, whether it be around Giving Tuesday or just an online giving day, you are being left behind and literally leaving money on the table. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot to be done in the fundraising space. So you can make money through mm-hmm. digital spaces, but then also it's funny that nonprofits have that kind of mindset of, I'm not going to put money into marketing because mm-hmm. it doesn't 
make money. Whereas in the for-profit world, I mean, millions of billions of dollars are mm-hmm. flooded into marketing departments to build brands yes. and build brand awareness and product awareness. And, and so it's funny that nonprofits have a different mindset about that. And it's really interesting because I saw a shift in an organization. Actually, my first job out of college, I worked for the Boy Scouts of America here in Indianapolis, and they had the same mindset of we're not going to put money into marketing. Um, We just kind of need you to do the bare minimum, keep our name, you know, in through press releases, a little bit of social media, you know, build awareness. And then there was a shift of we're going to start pushing money into this. And it really changed the organization and how they recruited volunteers, mm-hmm. how they recruited members, that you're taking a marketing strategy to how you're operating your business and or mm-hmm. at least to support how you're operating your business. And it was a major shift. I mean, mm-hmm. we recruited more members, we recruited more volunteers, and then our brand awareness just elevated as well, which then in nonprofit world, that also means more um, fundraising dollars coming in. And, and I will confess, um, so I used to be a, essentially a CFO of a nonprofit. And I remember when we were building the development budget, we had kind of a marketing expense. It was a couple thousand dollars. And at the time we were probably six or $7 million budget, right? Literally like two or $3,000. And the marketing expense was largely, you know, swag, frankly, Mm -hmm. for like volunteers and those sort of things. And I think given the structure that we had, I would have also agreed that it doesn't make any money. But now that I am the founder of a for-profit business, I see what a science it is for digital marketing. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but um, how much you can be doing, the experts that you need. I've failed and made so many mistakes, um, but I've learned a lot about the power of digital marketing and no longer see it as kind of an afterthought that it can be as powerful as you want it to be. You can be anything in the digital space. Um, And that's not just the, um, you know, that's not just the for-profits. That could be nonprofits as well. You can have the largest presence and have Mm -hmm. this idea that you're this really huge organization um, through the power of, of, of online space. So, um, so we know what most of us are doing in the nonprofit space. And most of us are doing something like we might have a very part-time social media manager, mm-hmm. or we might have a development director that wears all of the hats, the volunteer coordinator, the development director, the grant writer, the events manager, and also happens to do social media on their free time. So that's what I think most of my clients do anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's not look at what most of the organizations are doing. Emily, those organizations that are doing really, really well in the digital marketing and social media space, what are the things that you're seeing that they are doing? They're really moving the needle, pushing the envelope, Mm -hmm. and they're doing things really, really well. And if we could replicate that for all nonprofits, we would be... (laughs) whole different industry, maybe. Right. I think they're being more intentional about their marketing. And to your point, you have a development director or even an executive director, maybe it's a staff of two, mm-hmm. um, who is doing, you know, they're doing running the organization, they're raising money, they're doing HR, they're doing facilities, mm-hmm. they're doing marketing, they're doing, you know, yep. all of the things. And I think, and granted, they're not marketing can't, this isn't a solution for all nonprofits. It's kind of figure out where you are in the mm-hmm. life cycle of your organization. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just can't flood, you can't flood dollars into marketing, but um, sure. the organizations, you know, the mid-sized organizations are the rather larger of the small, small organizations that I see. Mm-hmm. They're being intentional with their marketing and mm-hmm. it's not an afterthought. Um, yeah. They may have a part-time social media person um, or, you know, the development 
person is um, doing graphic design or something, but, you know, can you get a full-time marketing person in there um, who can really, really move the needle? Uh, when I started at the Boy Scouts, I was that coordinator type level. I mean, I was really a social mm. media coordinator. My, my title was marketing coordinator, but 90% of my job was just to do mm. social media. And that is not, that's not the world anymore of you just have one person that's doing your social media. You really need someone who's dedicated to the marketing as a whole, that can be looking at the organization organization as a whole, putting together a strategy that makes sense. And social media is a part of that strategy. Digital mm-hmm. marketing is a part of that strategy. Um, but then there's also so many other tools in our marketing toolbox mm-hmm. that we can pull in. And so being really intentional of we're going to, we're going to put marketing in our organization and we're going to put our energy behind it um, and not do it halfway because if you do it halfway, it's going to show. And so that's what I, that's what I talk a lot about with nonprofits. Um, I have a client right now that I'm helping to start their marketing department. I've served as an interim and we've hired and we're getting ready to make another hire. And they are probably a 20 year organization and they never Mm -hmm. had a marketing department. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of learning curves with that and um, a lot of education of staff. And so um, it's really about being intentional and thinking through what is marketing's role in this organization. Mm Mm-hmm. And looking at marketing something different than just development. And that was something that I realized yes. when I was working for a nonprofit that you have a development director that frankly is just a really good grant writer. Um, they're not kind of a strategy person to kind of develop an entire fundraising, right? And fundraising is different than marketing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that even in my business sales is different than marketing, which I would kind of compare that a little bit with development and, and marketing. And I think there's this idea that when you have um, a person you, that, you know, that they can have responsibilities, but that it's a total, to be a good writer is not a good strategy person necessarily. Uh, to be a good event planner doesn't mean you're a good writer. I've worked with a lot of development directors that just aren't good writers and they're responsible <laughs> for grant writing, or I'll see people that are really good at putting events on, but they're not really a strategy person. They're a logistics mm-hmm. or a project manager. They're amazing at it but they're not going to move the needle in cultivating significant donors, right? So it's just like those kind of things that unfortunately with nonprofits, you have to kind of choose, I guess, what are you hiring for and what skill sets will fit most of it? But, um, and and let's just be honest, and you, you mentioned it too, Emily, that maybe our budgets can't accommodate all of those things right away, but just Mm -hmm. understanding that um, I've learned even in my business and and also working with nonprofits that there's so many different skill sets you're trying to wrap up into one person that frankly, no one is going to have all of those Mm -hmm. skill sets. And, and, and I would say the same is true for accounting and the same is true for so many other positions, um, not just in the nonprofit world, but the for-profit world. Absolutely. absolutely. Speaking of staffing, um, staffing is limited, as we know, in the nonprofit mm-hmm. space. And if a nonprofit had to focus on just one thing, one area with respect to marketing, what would you suggest they do? I think the biggest thing that I suggest, and and there, I will have colleagues who will differ on this. And so there's just two schools of thought, but I would actually hire a marketing generalist Mm. who can kind of, kind of, kind of do it all within that marketing space. And, you know, I kind of said like, you have your executive director who's also raising money and doing HR and and doing facilities and stuff like that. And Mm. with a marketing generalist, they can do a little bit of everything. They, Mm. they can write your press releases. 
they're doing social media, they're uh, maintaining your website. They may not be building your website. You might have to go out of house to do that, but they are at least maintaining it. Um, They are working with maybe a branding agency on actually developing the brand and the key messages Mm -hmm. around the brand. Um, And so they can be, they can be a good liaison if you need to hire external agencies to do some of the bigger marketing projects. And the reason that I like to tell organizations to start with a marketing generalist first is it gives you a good foundation for your marketing department Mm. and to figure out where you need to go. So get someone in there who's kind of doing a little bit of everything and let them figure out your processes and systems within that marketing department, within that marketing department, and then figure out, okay, do I need to hire a graphic designer next? Mm -hmm. Do I need to hire someone who's managing digital? Do Mm -hmm. I need to hire a writer um, Mm -hmm. who's going out and collecting stories about the work that this nonprofit does? And then, you know, that person may bubble up into more of a strategic role. And so I always Mm -hmm. say, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to have this huge marketing department right away. Sure. Start with a generalist. Uh, they're out there and they're, they're really good at what they do um, and uh, let them kind of get a lay of the land. And so that you as the executive director, maybe sometimes marketing reports up within development within nonprofits, you're not having to try to figure out the marketing world. You've got someone doing it for you. You know, I'm kind of laughing a little because I <laughs> redid my website and you bring up a good point because you were listing all these people and people like, wait a minute, those are all different things. And (laughs) I remember when I was redoing our website and I re so originally I worked with someone that just did it all. They did all the copy, Mm -hmm. they did all the design, they did all the development. Just one example of my experience that I've learned the designer someone that makes it look pretty is different than the developer that makes it functional, (laughs) (laughs) which is different than the person that creates copy. Yes. Right. And which if you have downloads or if you have other things, it's different than a graphics person. Mm -hmm. And these are all very specialized skills and it's not, it's like a little jigsaw puzzle sometimes. And I'm sure that that's not just the case on web development, but I just went through this whole process. And this is where I've learned so much about marketing and how I think I didn't realize that, um, that I think probably a lot of people didn't realize that. Um, and so, you know, if you want a really good product, you know, figuring out all the different pieces and, and a lot of that, you just kind of learn, which I think you're right. suggesting this marketing journalist can do that. Um, I, I do have another question for you, but before we move on to that, I, I, um, I'm really curious, you said something about working with branding and it's really interesting. So we work with a lot of nonprofits. We work with about 150 a month, every month ongoing. Um, And it's interesting when I get a new client, one of the first things that we do, actually before I even take them on as a client and I'm getting ready to meet with them, I'll go to their website and I will read all of the things and still not have a clue what they do. (laughs) So I go to the tax return because the tax return has like two lines you can't put anything else. You have to condense exactly what you do into two lines, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'll go there because that gives me a better sense. It's as concise as possible. And even then I still don't know what they do. And I see a lot of organizations. So I feel like, oh, okay, well, you're funded by these people or, you know, you're involved in these mm-hmm. circles or whatever. I have a general sense, but it goes back to branding that I think I will confess. I had a moment of reflection that I was speaking as an accountant and describing our work how from the, through that lens 
Mm-hmm. And I think many people that start nonprofits or run nonprofits will also speak about their organization through that lens, right? And I'm sure, mm-hmm. Emily, this is not just unique to nonprofits. You work with small businesses too. Oh, absolutely. And what I've learned and I've really struggled with going back to just basic working with marketing generalists and a branding to just ask yourself, do people actually know what they do they know what we do within just a few seconds of being on our website? And I think surprisingly, most businesses, including nonprofits in general, mm-hmm. that's not abundantly clear to people. Would you agree with that, Emily? I mean, I, I absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I think everyone struggles with this. I mean, even us as, as, you know, business owners, I think you build a new website and you're like, oh, this is so great. This is so pretty. And then someone tells you that and they like call your baby ugly yes. or whatever the saying is. And I mean, everyone struggles with this. So mm-hmm. it's not something that it, you're doing something wrong if, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Um, I like to recommend that people, organizations, nonprofits, small businesses, whatever, hire a branding agency um, mm-hmm. or a branding professional. And that can be, You know, I have worked with branding professionals that, you know, maybe it's a few thousand dollar project all the way up to, you know, $200,000 projects. And I mean, I'm on the small scale of that and, you know, major corporations are, are even bigger. And the reason I like doing that is like, I am not a branding marketing, branding professional. Um, Mm -hmm. I always hire that out for my, um, for my clients. And the reason I do is it it takes a special kind of person to just take all that information Mm -hmm. and mold it into this beautiful messaging for you Mm -hmm. where people just get what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's branding is, you know, Mm -hmm. just telling your story. And so I think I see a lot of people are, you know, Oh, I do marketing. I can do branding for you. And I am on a team. You need to hire an actual branding professional. I have quite a few in my my book, and I know which ones I need to hire based on the client uh, because they. I know like this one's just really gonna gel well with this client or, or whatever it may be. And so that's something that I always, you know, before you invest in social media, you know, hiring someone to do your social media. Mm-hmm invest in branding because that is going to be your base for social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone can put stuff up on Facebook or Instagram for your organization. Right. I mean, you can get a volunteer to do that. You can get your high school daughter to do that for you. Um, but branding is really going to set you apart from other nonprofits in mm-hmm. your space or in your community um, because people are going to know what you um, are all about. They're going to connect with you about mm-hmm. your mission. And so that I think is the huge the biggest differentiator between a nonprofit that is going to stay small and just be, you know, kind of a grassroots nonprofit and one that's really going to grow. Yeah. I love, I love this conversation because I meet myself too, you know, um, mission-based businesses that the, the founders are just so passionate about what they're doing that I feel like we have to find the right words, which are really deep words and very philosophical in many ways. Um, and we kind of, you know, like to joke about that when we see like mission statements or it's like, what in the world are we saying? We're saying all of these words that really are just very ambiguous. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's the power. And, and I've struggled with that myself. Um, and when I look at when I would get on phone people and they would say, so what exactly do you do? And I said, oh, okay, we're failing. We're failing here. Mm-hmm. And people have to keep mm-hmm. asking me that. 
Or if they're asking me, do you do this? When I made it, I thought we made it abundantly clear. We don't do those things. Mm -hmm. And so if you're getting um, asked those questions, the nonprofit leader, it's probably time to revisit, you know, some of that branding to your point, Emily. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Speaking of, you know, revisit your branding, and I, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but what do you think the risks with nonprofits trying to do all of the marketing themselves? Where do you see this go wrong? <laughs> I've seen it go wrong in so many ways. Um, I think when you give it, when you hand over marketing to a specific position, say a development director, mm-hmm. it's always going to be executed with a fundraising lens mm-hmm. or um, say, say you're the Boy Scouts America and you hand it over to the program director. It's always going to be executed with a programming lens. Mm-hmm. And so if you have someone that isn't on either side of those, isn't on either side of those departments, mm-hmm. they can be looking out for the organization as a whole, mm-hmm. um, whether that's an internal person or, you know, hiring an external consultant or agency or what have you. Um, I think that's the biggest risk. And I, and I see that a lot, um, where, you know, the marketing, the one marketing person they've hired is been placed in the development department and they're doing fundraising activities 95% of the time. And then if they have a little bit of extra time, they can help the program department or, you know, whatever. And I think I, am a really big advocate for marketing needs to report to the executive director. Mm-hmm. for the CEO, um, because as that executive director is making uh, decisions for the organization, mm-hmm. marketing needs to be a part of that, or at least be given a heads up early on um, mm-hmm. of this is what's happening because it affects the brand. Um, it affects, you know, how your volunteers perceive you, how your members, how the community at large perceives you. Mm-hmm. And marketing needs to be prepared for that of, you know, do they need to run uh, a pre-campaign to prepare for a major change in the organization that may not settle well for people or, um, you know, from a fundraising standpoint, um, do we need to run an organizational wide campaign to prepare our entire organization and the community that we're getting ready to launch a multi-million dollar campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing of, um, people say, okay, we're going to hire a marketing. We're, you know, Emily, okay, we're going to hire a marketing person. Um, where are we going to put them? We're just going to stick them in this kind of random department. And it's, right. you're doing a disservice to that marketing professional. You're doing a disservice to your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I kind of like, well, then why did you hire that person? If, if you're not really going to use them to their full skill set. Mm-hmm. So I think to really do a good service to the organization and the brand, um, be really intentional about where you decide to place that position, um, or how you decide to place marketing within the organization. Makes sense. I've seen a trend lately where, you know, um, marketing agencies are created and they do have all these different skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. They might have a web developer they might have social media managers. They might have, um, you know, uh, those that can help with, you know, paper campaigns, for example, Mm -hmm. like direct mailing campaigns and those sort of Mm -hmm. things. What have you seen, um, you know, what, what, what would outsourcing look like? Uh, Maybe you, you do that for some of your clients, or Mm -hmm. maybe some of your clients decide an in-house person doesn't make sense for me, or maybe I have an in-house person, but I need to outsource the majority of it so I can get all that expertise. Um, If a nonprofit wanted to prioritize its marketing and what would outsourcing look like if if they weren't prepared to bring it in-house? 
Yeah, it really depends on the organization. Um, I always tell, you know, anyone that I'm talking to, uh, be really intentional about who, what agency that you're partnering with or consultant you're partnering with, mm-hmm. um, because you need someone with nonprofit experience. I mean, you know, just as well as I do, like things just run different in nonprofits and, you know, on the finance side, as well as the marketing side. And sometimes that doesn't always translate if an agency or consultant has always worked in, you know, the consumer goods industry, that doesn't necessarily translate well to, um, to the nonprofit industry. So that's, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that I talk about. And it, it's not to pump myself up. It's just, you have to be good stewards of, of your funds. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're hiring the wrong person who doesn't have nonprofit experience and spend six months spinning their wheels, you might as well have just taken yeah. those donor dollars and thrown them in the wind. And so it's, it's really about being good stewards of those donor dollars and how you use your funds. Um, but outsourcing is, is different for everyone. You know, I have clients who um, I do their online giving days and their digital fundraising. Um, I have some clients that it is full on. I'm doing, I'm the marketing department. And so um, it, it really depends on the client. Where I have found is, um, on the development side of things, ironically, um, a lot of development departments and kind of trends and fundraising is, is there needs to be more of a marketing push um, or a marketing support within these development materials because um, the gift or the, the donor space is very crowded and very competitive and is getting competitive in the sense of the amount of money that people, nonprofits are pushing into recruiting donors and trying to engage with donors. And so um, that's a space that I'm seeing a lot of activity in of, of bringing marketing in more. Um, and so I tell people, you know, what's going to make your life easy is if it's just managing someone um, managing social media for a nonprofit, then okay, yeah, let's do it. But if it's, you know, doing your entire year in mail solicitation, you know, that's okay too. And, um, with nonprofits and nonprofit professionals, especially it's what's going to make your to-do list a little bit shorter. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's sometimes like you said, I, I noticed on your website that you'll do like, like you mentioned, certain projects, either projects or ongoing activities. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe you'll do social media, but you won't do, um, or, or some, you'll just do a campaign, one specific right. campaign. So, yeah. or giving day. Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. So Emily, now, um, now that we've had a chance to hear a little bit more about what outsourcing looks like, some of the areas we should be focusing on, I know some people might be listening and wanting to know, I need to talk more with Emily about these issues um, and I want to consider what that might look like to have some help with some of these things or at least help even prioritizing what I should be working on. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they wanted to connect? Of course. So uh, my website is evergreenstrategic.org. That's where you can learn a little bit more about me. And as we were sitting here talking, I'm like, I need to make sure that my website says what I think it says. And it like gave me a, uh, I need to check in and do a health check. Moment of website. conviction. Like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> 
yeah. evergreenstrategic.org. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and um, Emily Heck, uh, and I'm located in Indianapolis, Indiana, when you when you do a search. And then um, feel free to reach out to me by email. It's Emily at evergreenstrategic.org. Um, and whether it's, you know, you just want to bounce around some ideas or maybe go a little bit deeper into a partnership, um, mm-hmm. I'm always happy to talk. I'm, I'm always excited to talk to new, pro- new nonprofits and uh, figure out how to help them because, I mean, nonprofits, we go into nonprofits because we want to help people. And just because I have stepped out of working full-time within a nonprofit, that, that hasn't changed for yep. me. I still want to help people. So Absolutely. I can relate, Emily. Well, Emily, thanks again for joining us and sharing all of your words of wisdom on you know, this crash course into marketing and how to even get started. It's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's been overwhelming <laughs> for me in my journey. So I'm certain it's overwhelming for anyone else listening. So thank you again, Emily. Thank you very much. I had a great time.